0: You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights Podcast. Tax rap.
1: Hello, listeners, is welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast. We're doing episode 126. I'm Steve Burnham, joined by Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Hi, Steve. And David. Hello, Steve. Hi, David. Um, just want to give a hello also to one of our listeners, James Madden, in Orange, New South Wales. Hello, James. I have hear you uh, recently joined the organisation. And welcome, and I hope you keep listening. Um, now, Dennis and David, you were mentioning that there's uh, been, well, there has been something uh, that came about in the last federal budget about uh, property investment.
0: That's uh, a bit of a concern if you do own an investment property. What's the story? Yeah, well, there were two items in the budget, uh, first being the travel expenses and the second being um, depreciation for on uh, plant and equipment. Yeah. Yes, um, obviously, one of the big things in the run-up to the budget was
2: uh, rental properties and property affordability oh, yeah. in general. It was the, t- the conversation about negative gearing as well. Yes, and that. that's the one. It's all there and getting first-time buyers on the ladder. Yeah. And uh, one of the ways uh, there, I wouldn't say, what's the phrase that Scott Morrison used? I think it was taking a scalpel rather than an axe. That's right. To, rather um, than the chainsaw, whatever exactly, said. Exactly, yeah. yes. So um, one of the minor ways that he's looking at uh, changing uh, the way rental property deductions are working is in regards to travel expenses uh, the these changes will come in from first of July uh, 2017 so this is the last uh, financial year where we can claim uh, travel expenses related to a rental property What sort of travel expenses are we looking at, today?
0: Well currently taxpayers actually can claim a range of travel expenses in relation to their rental property so they, if they're travelling to the rental property for purposes of inspection, collecting rent, uh, undertaking different maintenance and repairs, people can claim deductions of those travel costs. And we're not only um, talking about deductions such as uh, motor vehicle expenses, let's say cents per kilometer, Mm. when going to the uh, the property and back. Um, For properties situated uh, interstate we can claim if accommodation and actually well accommodation if it uh, if the travel requires overnight stay and if the overnight stay is required meals can also be claimed as travel deductions. So all that can be claimed? Yes oh. um, and um, that's on a proviso that uh, there is no uh, private element to this travel so for instance if a, if a taxpayer had um, a property in, um, let's say, Cairns and was traveling to Cairns for a holiday since being there anyway, decided to just have a look at the property and see if everything was going well. Yep. Then uh, the airfare in that case would not be deductible. And let's say if the taxpayer took a cab to the to the property, the taxi fare will be deductible. Right. As well as a small portion of accommodation costs, depending on the length of the trip and the involvement and how much time it took to inspect the property. Right. Okay. And so- By
2: extension, sorry to interrupt there, Dennis. Uh, And by extension, if you are an Australian resident and you own a rental property that is overseas, uh, you can travel overseas on holiday and inspect your rental property at the same time. Right, So, But if the main purpose of the trip is a holiday, you can't claim the cost of getting there, as Dennis touched on there, but you can claim the local expenses directly related. Right, Okay. So it's not just exclusive to Australia. I think
1: I was reading, though, (coughs) you can correct me if I'm wrong here, that... If you engage a third party to you know, collect the rent and, and look after things, you know, like a real estate agent, I suppose, um, does that stay deductible if you engage someone else?
0: Well, with um, travel expense, uh, I mean, with travel undertaken by the agent, that's really not your travel expense, but oh, no. the agent's travel expense. So we're not, nothing is changing in uh, that regard. No, no. So, you, the, so the, the fees that you pay to the agent are still deductible. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it's. Um, I think the p- the primary impact of this change would be on um, on uh, property owners who are more involved in l- managing and uh, let's say upkeep or repair of their property, mm. and perhaps uh, for those investors who invest in regional areas or uh, smaller towns uh, in Australia. Yep. yep. So we're um, um, we're really i not sure about how much of an inca- impact it's going to be, but I think it's just a sort of uh, revenue-saving revenue measure as well. And just on a side note, you know, for people who actually purchase the property and are traveling there for um, making initial repairs or improvements, the cost of such travel is not deductible. Now and it will obviously not be in the future, but okay. uh, the cost of that travel can be included in the cost base.
1: So, initial, you mean before it's being, before yeah. it's generating income? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Initial okay.
0: repairs just after the property is purchased to um, sort of. Uh, resolve some pre-existing defects or just to make improvements
1: yeah, get to get it up to scratch to to, uh, to uh, being in June doesn't leave landlords long does it it's a few weeks Not to get down to your rental property yeah. and fix things up and uh, claim the travel so get get cracking I suppose yeah I suppose
0: <laughs> you know you should load up all the paint uh, <laughs> paint pots and uh, brushes in the ute and head down to your <laughs> rental property yeah. just to finish it by 30th of June uh, I mean I suppose the bottom line is that this
2: really is an integrity measure to address concerns that many taxpayers have that they've been claiming travel deductions without correctly apportioning the costs or having claimed the travel costs that were actually for private purposes yeah I mean whilst the rules are being tightened deductions will still be allowed for uh, investors using real estate agents to manage the properties on their behalf yeah it's just the travel that's being okay tightened
1: and so you also mentioned there was another change for depreciation
0: yeah Uh, exactly there is a change for depreciation and what is well what used to happen is a person would build a house, uh, include plant and equipment there, and um, late, later on rent the house out and claim depreciation for those plant and equipment items. Once the property is sold, the new owner comes in, having paid amount of money for for the whole lot, for the property and plant and equipment in it. Yep. And, and the new owner starts to claim again depreciation for those items based on the price he or she paid for them right. as part of the property. So the government um, decided it was, um, well, just too good, and it was eroding the tax base. So from 7.30 p.m. on the budget night, the 9th of May 2017, that's the start date of the proposed measure. And essentially, um, any um, equipment, uh, plan and equipment that um, was installed by investors themselves after that uh, after this time is still going to be um, eligible for uh, for deduction uh, for depreciation right. however any plan and equipment bought as part of the property after this time will not be eligible for depreciation so f- just to I- illustrate the difference if an investor in a property installs a new hot water system themselves yeah well, can claim depreciation, so they, they get the service company to install it, pay for the cost of labor, cost of the unit themselves, that's that's all good. Yep. But if the investor purchases the property after the budget night and happens to have a hot water system in it, then the deduction for depreciation depreciation will not be allowed because that, the investor actually didn't spend any sort of... Um, uh, didn't incur any expenses on on actually installing the system right. purchasing that system I would try we have to say that the the measure is in in its uh, proposal stage we haven't seen actually any legislation oh, so right. you know we're it's still subject to new things coming out
2: so details to come but so far that's what, what it looks like yeah that's, yeah that's what
0: it looks like okay
2: and even though it's uh, scaling back on the depreciating assets uh, it must be emphasized that the capital works two uh, and a half percent right down not affected by these changes okay so when you're claiming your capital works and uh, what's the word renovations oh, uh, yeah. I suppose renovations um, yeah you can claim the capital works at two and a half percent that's not going to be affected okay. By these okay changes but
1: just to clarify so existing investments with their hot water services and the dishwashers and all that sort of thing can continue depreciating yes exactly. anything new as is, is
2: after
1: 7 30 7 30 budget night yep. going back to then yep. um you can't make that claim okay
0: yeah, yeah you can't make the claim on um any plan or equipment bought as part of the property you actually have to uh, you know get that equipment in a separate transaction yeah. literally yeah. to install it i would imagine it'd be quite a bit of revenue from that i, I don't know what the figures are but well considering that uh, the services uh, the um, s- survey services are um, quite so, so popular within the um, rent with rental investors, yep. and uh, that um, the depreciation is fairly high for for let's say for each rental property. There, there is actually quite a faith, uh, quite a lot of items of plant and equipment in a- in an average house. Right. So yep. you know you take all your kitchen cabinets and. Uh, just a couple of appliances that are there the oven, the uh, cooktop, and the dishwasher, and the heating unit. I mean, it, it all adds, adds up. Every every property has a lot of items that are depreciable. Yeah, yeah. And um, look, t- to, to uh, disallow a claim for deduction for a subsequent owner of the same items mm. is, uh, uh, I think, it's actually a fairly significant measure which you can know, mm. take in. Take in as a whole
2: yeah, yeah But then this could feed back into the whole housing budget that Scott Morrison was trying to uh, push you know even yeah. though that there's a, a loss of the short-term tax benefits it may have a eventual effects on the uh, market value of the properties yeah yeah we'll just we'll keep an eye on that I suppose in the, in future years and we'll, we'll if
1: it works we'll hear about it if it doesn't work <laughs> maybe it'll be buried somewhere that's but, very true but anyway um, the you, you were saying David there's a fuller story in the uh,
2: upcoming uh, journal? Or yes, yes. In uh, I believe it's the June 2017 taxpayer. There is a very good and very long, a good 10 to 12 pages analysis of all the changes relating to uh, housing and rental properties that were announced in the budget from the uh, depreciation deductions we've just discussed to the uh, CGT uh, deductions for individuals, the foreign investors, mm. the First Home Savers Scheme. Uh, all rather comprehensively covered in the next issue of the tax payer. OK. I, I believe that's up on the website now,
1: so members can go and download that, uh, that journal, and uh, it should turn up in the mail as well, I, I assume. It should do. All right. Um, it's been very informative. Thanks, uh, Dennis, and thanks, David, and thank
0: you, listeners. Uh, we'll be back next week.